Hi, this is Vanessa Sunshine. Hi, this is Alicia. Hi, I'm Georgia Love. I'm Osha Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Hello and welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast, the Bachelorette Australia podcast that asks the question, is there anything in life that's better than pouring a glass of red and curling up with a good brook? (laughs) Listen, uh... It's certainly a lot better than pouring yet another glass of white. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well done, uh, Xavier RN. Hello. Welcome to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Thank you In which so you are one of, one of the hosts. Yes, My name is Max you. Quinn. You are joining me as you always do. It is great to be welcomed to this podcast. That we, I, I don't know something something about it feels funny. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that this is the third podcast we're recording in twenty four hours. Oh, less than. <laughs> I'm really excited and exhausted. This is our cast <laughs> preview episode for The Bachelorette season seven, channel ten at about ooh, five o'clock this morning. Right. Blessed us with the given names and glamour shots of the sixteen contestants who will be vying. To win the heart of beloved franchise lead, Brooke Blurton, in what will be the series' first ever season featuring a queer lead and a mix of genders. If you would like to be part of the discussion about this season, the place that you can do it is the Bachelor of Hearts Osh Posting Group on Facebook. That's where we hang out. It's where we gather and chat over glasses of bubbly from those weird red flutes. Mm. Which, by the way, and maybe I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast before, they are completely sold out everywhere. You can no longer get them. And I have looked long and hard in international, you know, web stores and even secondhand, you can't really track them down. Which makes me wonder, I'm thinking out loud here, but eventually that may be, that may spell the end of this show. Eventually, we're going to run out of these things. In this episode, first impressions. 16 times 2 is 32. You will hear 32 brand new, unvarnished, unrehearsed opinions about these complete and total strangers. And at the end of the episode, we will make our winner predictions. Plus, along the way, who can be certain? Will there be arbitrary and inconsequential predictions scattered throughout? Probably. Will most of mine center around the bleach tips man called Conrad, who very unfortunately spells his name with a K? Mm. Yes, they mm. will. Much to pull apart there. Xavier, what do you got to say for yourself? I'm so excited. Uh, I feel like we've been waiting for this season to start for a long time. It has been teased out. I think it was announced a few months ago that Brooke was going to be the Bachelorette. And I think the cultural importance and everything that kind of goes along with it has really built a lot of anticipation around this season in a way that I don't feel like there has been for the past few. I think there's a lot resting on this season. I think it is really interesting to see the mix of people that they have selected to participate in it. But yeah, I'm just feeling this tremendous sense of excitement that everything is built up to this moment. You know, we have been particularly this moment right now where like we have been frantically refreshing the web page every day we have been you know this is this is the moment we've all been waiting for this is true we just sit here and we click on our little mouses <laughs> so yeah here we are at the most anticipated moment of the whole year maybe of you know of the season maybe the whole year oh, no we have arrived at Oh, you're screen sharing. I can see this. No. It's the segment we do every week. It's called Bunting World Catch-Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We're here to pull apart the most important and interesting document released onto the template.com.au website 
No, we aren't. Today, it is the Bachelorette premiere party pack with beautiful picture of Brooke on there. And obviously, first thing, second page of this document after the title page is the Bachelorette bunting. Brooke looks gorgeous in front of a heavily airbrushed and CGI backdrop that she is not really standing in front of. Looks great. She's also upside down in some of them. <laughs> that is true. And they've got little holes in them, which makes me feel like mm. that's a mistake. The popcorn box returns this time as well. Who does this? If you write in to us, if you are one of the people who has made the popcorn box in the past, I want to hear from you and I want to know everything about you. Please be in touch. So I never used to be the person who did this, but yes, last season, for some reason, I think, you know, lockdown... I don't know what mm-hmm. what what exact this I mean anyone listening to this will be like yeah of course Xavier fucking cuts out the little pocket usher every time <laughs> um, but yeah I'm I'm way back into it right now I'm like going to make a trip to Officeworks to use the printer so I can make sure I get all my little bits we have got instead of the regular bingo that is normally in here we've got this thing called let's get physical where you know uh every time something happens instead of just ticking it off the list you have to do an amount of exercises. Oh. So it's like, if you love to stay fit like Brooke, we've made the perfect game for you to play. And it's like, I'm going to be watching the TV show. Wouldn't you want to encourage that? I'm worried that they're going to make fitness Brooke's thing. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Brooke is interested in fitness and that's fine and great. She likes sport. She came out on the Honey Badgers season with... They played footy together. It was beautiful. Yeah, and it was great. And it wasn't just because Honey Badger was a football player. That's part of Brooke's deal. But I agree with you that it's like the fact that this feels so important just in this document. And obviously, this document is important of itself. I did not expect to have thoughts about this document that would lead to concerns about the season. The reason that I am concerned, listeners, is because we know that betrayals of bachelors and bachelorettes over the years can sometimes be quite tragically one note. And look, this is fantastic. Physical fitness, really important, something that I believe in as well. However, I hope that her whole persona is not boiled down to, like, I'm also fit. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. Um, It also just, I just love, it. my imagination is running away with me as I read these. So, like, let's take, for example, uh, when Osha whispers at the rose ceremony, which, by the way, he Mm. does... Every time there is no yes. instance at which he doesn't, you are encouraged to do a one minute plank. So it's like if you're having a viewing party and you're having a few of your friends around because lockdowns <laughs> have just eased, everybody's fucking lying on the floor while this is happening. You can't even yeah. really look at the TV at the most crucial point. Nope. You are face down. Every time a familiar face arrives, you do eight jump squats. And I'm like, I'm on the website where you're showing me the faces of all of the people. <laughs> I know all these people. I'm going to be working out through the whole show. I tell you, Xavier, you are in for a grand total of 128 jump squats. But that's not even including, obviously, Brooke. And then we've got Asha. We might have members of Brooke's mm. family or, you know, who was her, like, not dad, but father figure that we met. Like, there's a lot of people swirling around that. What else is there? Brooke helps build a love seat. You have to do six burpees. I don't even know what that is. I don't know I, what a love again, seat is. I don't know what a burpee is. Okay. I don't know what a love seat is. I know enough about what a burpee is to know that I don't want to do six of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, Brooke drinks tea at some point, I imagine. You have to do eight push ups. Great. And then you got your pocket usher and your pocket brook, and they look fucking terrifying as they do every year, and I can't wait to fill my house with them. <laughs> Remind me not to come over. <laughs> you have not been invited. <laughs> if you're going to come in with that level of judgment, Max. So with that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have too much more to say about the bunting, do you? Well. <laughs> so I wonder if now is the good and appropriate time to dive <laughs> right in. Splish. To meeting these bachelors and bachelorettes for the very first time. Listeners, this is how it's going to work. You're going to hear from me first. Then you're going to hear from Zabi. And we are each going to tell you about a person at a time. Then we're going to weigh in. That's how this works. And we begin with Bo. He is 34 years old. He is a photographer from New South Wales who is passionate about training, travel, photography, and building. He describes himself as happy, funny, fit, cheeky, and driven. 
I would throw in one extra word here, Xavier, and that word is bulge. Mm, oh, yeah. Man alive. I did not spot that before, but I'm zooming in now. And yeah, that's a, that's a strategically placed bulge, I think. And it's something that Bo, perhaps, uh, he says that he has to offer this season being a professional hashtag InstaBoyfie. Maybe he has some other things to offer as well. Yeah, I'm seeing this because obviously he is a photographer. I think he's kind of a well-known photographer. I feel like he is uh, one of the people who has more Instagram followers coming into the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, there's definitely... I'm now actually just looking through his Instagram profile uh, where he has 6,000-ish followers and... Uh, you know, he's got some beautiful photographs on there. It seems to be his personal page, but I'm like, I'm thinking that he, I feel like this can go one of two ways. Either he is just the perfect person to end up winning The Bachelor because Mm. he demonstrably has the necessary skills for what the life of a Bachelor star entails, or will this turn out to be a bad thing for him when people find out, you know, he's a photographer, He's obsessed with Instagram. He's just on here for followers, yada, yada. Oh, my goodness. It's the J-Lol edit. Right, exactly. And even playing it up more than ever we ever imagined with Jay, you know? Mm, mm. Cursory gram glance, we can see a couple of fitness videos. We can see also uh, a car and a fish that he's with. Great. What else is here? Oh, he's uh, he's posted the always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Uh, tile, which is good. The artist of this piece is Charlotte Allingham, who fucking rules. You can find Charlotte's art on Instagram as well. I am looking at Bo looking nice, and I think that he is someone who is going to go pretty far this season. But yeah, I'll be curious to see if the Instagram thing becomes a plot point, because I feel like more so than some of the others that I've looked at, that seems to be like just kind of part of his vibe, which definitely, of course, is fair enough and fine and good. But, you know, they all find a way to make that a problem, I think. Yeah. And it should be also said, he's very handsome. Of course he belongs on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Look, here's something I want to say. Across the board, this entire cast is very hot. Yeah. Look, we've got a hot cast here for Brooke, mm. and we're, we're pleased about it. Yes. Another initial thought about the cast as a whole. Um, this was brought to my attention, I guess, by Evie, my partner, who does the art for the show. Um for the first season of Bachelorette with a queer lead, there are no butch presenting people. There are no, you know, there are no, the women are all very femme. The The idea is like everybody who is in this cast looks like the type of people who would be in any other Bachelor or Bachelorette cast. True. I have a feeling more will be made of this as the season goes on. But yeah, that's just kind of an initial impression. I'm like, yeah, of course. All these people are like on The Bachelor, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, these are these are all beautiful people. Yes, they're all very hot and gorgeous, and we love them all to death. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Who have you got for me? Up next is Beck. Beck is 30. She's a charity officer from Victoria. She's chaotic, loud, and enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, she is, I notice now, our token redhead. Uh, we are allowed to have one per season. Beck is passionate about mental health, being an inclusive ally, cats and potatoes. Love Beck. Love Beck. Uh, she won't settle for just anyone. She would travel anywhere for love. One trait that might make Brooke run the other way from Beck is that she forgets where everything is. Now, where did I put that rose? Yeah, where are my cats gone? <laughs> <laughs> I think the Beck might be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Passionate about mental health is, is a big, cool thing. Being an inclusive ally, cats and potatoes, these are things that I think everyone can agree on. Beck looks divine uh, in this in this outfit. I yeah. think that this is going to be a, uh, a contender for, for Brooke. Her Instagram is so perfectly batchy ready. She has... I think maybe done a bit of a scrub, but also just kind of lives an incredible batchy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had a little bit of a look around at like the tagged photos and stuff like that. And I'm just like, nobody has done anything incriminating. Like, you know, there is there are no cookie crumbs in the way that I think there still were a few um, on last season of like, yes, you know, this person has an old account they haven't used in a while or whatever. Like everything is tied up with a nice little bow at least at least so far some stuff might come to light who knows yeah look we see fitness we see travel we see nature we see cats all good things in my opinion totally i'm excited to find out more about beck as the season progresses for sure 
Now it's time to meet Carissa. She is a psychologist from Queensland who is 30 years old. She works with at-risk youth, bit of a trend happening here. And she says she's always up for anything and loves getting out in nature and anything to do with the ocean. She offers her potential partner a life of adventure. And she thinks that Brooke might run away from her because she can be very awkward when she likes someone and rambles on and tell stories about nothing that go in circles. And it reminds me of that time, Xavier, you'll love this. Mm-hmm. When, um, oh my God. So what happened was, okay, so here's here's how it starts. Okay. Um, because I, you know this, you know about me. I, mm-hmm. um, Carissa. <laughs> I think Carissa's got the goods. She's a psychologist. She's third. I feel like she feels like she's going to be, uh, emotionally open and available and ready to have the kind of deep discussions that make for interesting batchy. I'm looking at her Instagram page. There are a lot of incredibly beautiful nature photos. Um, I <laughs> I can't believe how unprepared I am to find anything about these people apart from like, yes, they look good. I want to watch the show, you know? Yep. She's out in the water. She's posing in some of them. Oh, you see the classic, the boot of the car is open overlooking a cliff with the water in the and background. It's golden hour. And yeah, she's <sighs> posting where I'd rather be. Great, great Graham. Well, that's hard to say. Great. Ga- nope. Great <laughs> Graham game from Carissa. Yeah. She's truly my great grandma. and uh yeah i'm i'm looking forward to seeing more of carissa i feel like carissa's gonna stick around i'm also noticing many people in this cast uh using the instagram uh uh, pronouns uh option which is oh yes so this is a, a thing that has changed in the last what bunch of months instagram has introduced the option to include pronouns uh next to your profile if you should like to and it's cool that carissa has done so here Yeah, I mean, it makes me feel more comfortable. It's funny that a year ago we weren't thinking about it that much because the show is so heteronormative that we are to assume that everybody is just cisgender and, you know, they are, if they're on The Bachelor, that means they're a woman. And if they're on The Bachelorette, that means they're a man. Here we have a queer lead. We have some more diversity uh, in, in, obviously, in the casting pool. Yeah, I'm curious to see, actually. I haven't really looked at everybody whether um, there are any people who don't identify as she, her, or he, him. Um, But it's nice that that is part of the conversation, at least, you know? Yeah. Now, uh, there is uh, someone who is definitely diverse coming up that you're about to introduce us to. He is a man (laughs) with an extraneous consonant. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. We're talking about Darvid. Darvid. (laughs) Could be a pirate. Um, (laughs) Making fun of the name aside, this is David Garayelli. Uh, he is a landscaper from Queensland. He's 27 years old. And we have seen David before. He is the first of these people to have already been introduced in a preview. He got his own video package where we saw his night one entrance as he rode on the back of a ride on mower. I suppose it was not the back of a ride on mower. He's not like on horseback, but you know, he enters with a glittery tux. You might remember him if you've seen that. Um, driven and confident, David can be a little bit blunt, which sometimes gets him into trouble. His family describes him as a bull in a china shop. But with a glass half full mentality, David is finally at the stage in his life where he's open to finding the one. He says he has pretty high standards and doesn't want to settle down until he's find the, found the right person. And uh, his dream date would be a nice bottle of wine accompanied by Italian food somewhere warm with a whole lot of laughs. I like David. I like David too. He seems really nice. Low key, I feel like David might be one of my front runners. He just has a lovely smile. And even in the picture, I feel like he's got a warmth to him. Yeah, yeah. And it's hard to capture that, I think, in this uh, strange environment. You're being photographed on night one. There's a hundred other things going on. But I think he presents himself really well. Um, and yeah, it's interesting when you hear that thing in the interview or whenever this Q and a takes place where they've said that he can be a little bit blunt because mm. I don't know where they get that from. You know, I've never quite understood exactly how this works. Like, is this something that David has admitted to about himself or is this an observation that someone has made about him? But looking at his Instagram page, he is, you'll be surprised to hear very hot and polished and, uh, <laughs> uh, look, what are we, what are we saying? 
You, I'm seeing the classic blue jeans, white linen shirt. That's mm. a big one. Mm. Here's a photo of him graduating. Uh... From Clown College. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One thing that's interesting about his Instagram page is despite clearly being active since at least 2018, he has little highlights in his Instagram stories since 2018. He currently only has 34 posts on his entire page. Love that. Which makes me think he has done a big scrub or he's just not that on the gram. That's cool too. Yeah. And I feel like there's another player we'll talk about this uh, about in, in detail later on, but I feel like making it seem like Instagram is not that big of a deal to you is an incredibly good move. If you it's can- It's a great quality in a person too. God, I like <laughs> Harvard. Yeah, of course. Look, I mean, obviously, yes, I completely agree with you, but also like- when you go on The Bachelor, part of the reason that you go, or when you go on The Bachelorette, part of the reason that you go on this show is because Instagram is actually important to you and you want it to become a bigger part of your life. But if you can create the reality, if you can sell the, uh, the, the fantasy that it's not a big deal to you and you just happened to get famous and now you just happen to be selling, I would never sell a flat tummy tea in my normal life, but uh, I suppose <laughs> if I have to, that kind of thing. Mm. You know? The next person that we are about to meet is... Emily, mm-hmm. she is 25. She is a vet receptionist from New South Wales. The three words, I don't know if you've noticed this, Avi, but every contestant at the start of their bio gets three words to describe them. Mm. In this case, Channel 10 has described Emily as excited, fiery, and sensitive. Emily is always trying to bring out the best in people. It seems like maybe we'll have to look out for this as a trend. Two more forgiving adjectives and one that makes you go, Ooh, what could be going on here? Yeah. What's Darvids? Driven, confident, and blunt? Yeah, that's right. That is so interesting because I didn't notice that, but you're right. I think over time, these bios have become such a specific form. Oh, it's an art. It is literally, this is a style of poetry, you know? <laughs> like, it's not an iambic pentameter. It's like bacheloric... Come on, we can do this. Come on. We've been in this game five years. It's uh, um, I love you, Ick. Uh, batch. Am- uh. Amateurs. Batch amateurs yeah, is what we are. That's us. Emily is 25. She is a vet receptionist. She's excited, fiery, and sensitive. She says that she thought that she'd been in love, but actually she thinks maybe she was just in lust. Mm. She applied for the show because she's got energy and love to give to the right person and she thinks that one thing that might make Brooke want to run away is that she spends too much time getting lost scrolling on TikTok. Emily is the new face of The Bachelor, of the world of The Bachelor. Emily is the pivot point. I'm I'm putting my I'm putting my hammer down. Everything rests on Emily. Emily's going to be the one to suck this thing out of the mud. Mm. Just by mentioning TikTok, I have full full of confidence that she can lift The Bachelor out of this, uh, you know, aging millennial sort of world that I think it's getting stuck in. And I think she is bringing lively, youthful energy. She's excited. She's fiery. You know, I'm looking at her Instagram page and she's going to festivals and she's like, you know, posing with like, we like this. whatever the filters that young people use are. Or I guess maybe mm. it just looks like that when you're young. I don't know. She's doing a um a bisexual awareness post here. Right. She's talking about how uh you know whatever your level of attraction to different genders is that you count as a bisexual, which is frankly very true and that's the basis of my identification as a bisexual person as well. Have I talked about that on the show? I guess it's relevant. No, there you go. Uh and yeah, I think Emily uh if not, I mean, look, Emily could come out of this thing and be a fucking superstar. Mm. I think so too. Is this so? There's a picture of her. I just want to, before you zoom in on it, mm. so basically what's happening is we're sharing a screen. We are looking at Emily's grid, and one of these images is of her wearing a pair of pants and a pink top holding up a sign. And it's one of those like uh, signs you get with the block letters that you could buy at Kmart. Like you create letters sort of the sayings for yourself. Yes. Now, does it say I ate pasta? Because if it does, <laughs> I adore it. It doesn't. But what it does say is it's fat. Okay, Ian Thorpe. (laughs) Wait, what is that? Do you remember the ads from the, it must be early 2000s, where Ian Thorpe 
was the sponsor for a cereal. And I forget, I think it must be Wheat Bix. Yeah, maybe. And it or was Milo? like, Thorpey says it's fully sick. And then they pivoted after people started making fun of Thorpey says it's fully sick. And instead it was Thorpey says that it's fat with a pH. <laughs> I think I do remember this. <laughs> I'm now opening an advertising standards bureau thing <laughs> where they're talking about this. Um we undertook independent research through Jigsaw Strategic Research with target consumers to ascertain the likability of the communication and the incorporation of certain phrases commonly used by today's youth, including totally wicked, fat, and fully sick. The research indicated that this was well-received and understood in its intended context by kids. It's an Uncle Toby's breakfast cereal ad. That is terrifying. <laughs> that language? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Being used to explain fully sick. <laughs> and the reasons why fat would be advantageous over fully sick. My God. <laughs> this is what people do for work. This is what people do for a living. And do you know what? Emily, I think, is fully sick. I agree. I think she is truly the Uncle Toby's breakfast cereal <laughs> of the season. <laughs> Let's move on to... Hang on. This has got to be a mistake. This can't be right. Holly... Yeah, I feel like we saw it. She she was on the last season. This is a blonde-haired woman named Holly yeah. who's uh works in marketing. Yeah, I feel like that was maybe did the website not get set up properly? No, or... this can't be right. She's yeah. described as bubbly. Is this this has to be the same woman? Yeah, she's friendly, she's bubbly, energetic. I feel like we she but she isn't she she got in a relationship, right? She's with that yeah, pilot she's guy. With that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's weird. Well, maybe I don't know, maybe it didn't work out. Maybe she's uh she's wound up here. Back on the market. Maybe she got lost and she's like, oh, I recognize the, <laughs> this mansion or whatever. I live here now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Holly's 27. She's a marketing administrator from New South Wales. She's also taught dance for over 10 years and she's now an NRL cheerleader. So Holly is a triple threat, especially if you're threatened by marketing administrators like <laughs> I am. Uh, she says, uh, well, the bio says she's warm and inviting to everyone she meets. She wears her heart on her sleeve. And, uh, you know, now that she's happy with other aspects of her life, she's ready to find someone to share it with, yada, yada, same shit as always. You know, she likes live sport game. She she wants to uh, she wants to go on a dream date to watch a live sport game with somebody. We know that Brooke is interested in sports. Go have a drink and boogie afterwards or anything where we can be active. I feel like she's playing right into Brooke's uh, expected, the, you know, the playbook. <laughs> Good. And uh, what makes you the ultimate catch for Brooke? I'm bright, fun, and bring so much love and energy to everything I do. I'm genuinely looking for love, and I think Brooke, and think Brooke and my goals and outlife on. Oh shit! I am genuinely looking for love, and think Brooke and my goals and outlife. Uh, oh my god! I am genuinely looking for love. She should be the host of this podcast. She's better <laughs> at talking to me. I am genuinely looking for love, and think Brooke and my goals and outlook on life align. I think Holly's a front runner. Yeah, Holly's got to be up there. But you know what? I'm saying that about everybody, Max. This is kind of tough. I know. Holly's got a pretty well manicured gram. You know what? I don't have much to say about the gram because it fucking rules just like all of them. Uh, there's a picture of her kissing a girl. There is a picture of her sipping an espresso martini. Ooh, she's wearing a mask. We know that's good. That is good. Well, here's, yeah, this is something that I was thinking about as we were coming into recording this episode is like, we are about to meet our new anti-vax like celebrities or whatever, you know, <laughs> it happens so fucking frequently. I am hoping it doesn't mm. happen in this season. I have a lot of hopes for this season, but like the longer the bachelorette and the bachelor go on, the more likely it is that more of these people enter the fray. Jamie Lee Days, a familiar face. So everybody We've seen her before. do your planks or your sit-ups or whatever they were. She is described as a romantic introvert who gives her everything to make someone happy. Jamie Lee, of course, we know from the Honey Badgers season of The Bachelor where she was an intruder and she got along pretty well with Brooke. So she's back here to give it another crack. She now is a psychology student studying a Bachelor of Counseling and wants to help youth who weren't given a fair opportunity to succeed during their first seasons of The Bachelor. <laughs> I kind of like it. Jamie Lee says that in her next relationship, Jamie Lee says that she wants her next relationship to be her last and she's scared that that's a trait that might make Brooke run the other way. Yeah, right. Have you met Brooke? 
<laughs> yeah, Brooke's Brooke's in it. Out of everyone, you've met Brooke. That's true. She has met Brooke. I have evidence. Mm. I think Jamie Lee's going to be middle of the pack. I don't think Jamie Lee's going to win. Yeah, I kind of agree. Um, I think that it is incredible that she's being brought back, but I also feel like if it was going to happen, it might happen by now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it'll make for some really interesting storylines. We didn't get to see that much of her, and she definitely kind of uh, entered at the same time as uh, Brittany Weldon, who um, mm. loves the limelight. And so Jamie Lee took a little bit of a backseat there. Brittany Weldon is the limelight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So on the ground, we can see some rainbow flags. Mm-hmm. We are looking at her sitting on a bench holding either a dog or a ukulele. Celebrating what else is she Mardi Gras. Good for her. Uh, she's in a vineyard. She, We've got beautiful dogs here. Oh, just one dog and a soft toy dog. Oh, the Cute. dog died. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. That's terrible. Uh yeah, but also just a pretty clean sweep. We actually only have, I want to say, maybe 25 posts since she was previously on The Bachelor in 2018. Look, let's be real. Nothing has happened to anyone in the last two years. Yeah, that's right. There's not much to post about, <laughs> is there? If I looked at my Instagram, someone who is not about to appear on a reality TV show, I would be like, mm. yeah, okay, that makes sense. He's done a scrub or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's called living indoors uh, for two straight years, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that wraps up Jamie Lee. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on her. She's obviously uh, part of the the world of the show already. So um, whatever that means. <laughs> no- nothing further, Your Honor. <laughs> Let us talk about Jess. Jess is 30. She's a software sales executive from South Australia. She's a self-confessed, bubbly, down-to-earth drama queen who isn't afraid to put herself out there. Isn't it the tick-tick-cross method again? You're right. Bubbly, down-to-earth, drama queen. She describes herself as an outgoing, fierce, passionate, and powerful woman. She is given... When asked to describe herself in five words, she says, I'm an outgoing, fierce, passionate, and powerful woman. That's too many words. Well, it's either too many or too few. There's four adjectives. A dream date that she describes is uh, straight out of the producer's little uh, <laughs> prep book. Sitting on a rug on the sand overlooking the ocean near a fire pit with a charcuterie board, sipping on wine and watching the sunset whilst talking to each other about life experiences and listening to the waves crash and trees rustle. That is every single, single date. She has not mentioned an ornately decorated couch, but we can assume it is there. Yeah, absolutely. I do think uh, this is, this. Is, I mean, she is clearly a student of the show. You know what I mean? In our spin-off series, Ancient Kistory, we've been discussing the primordial, very earliest stages of The Bachelor, where there is no reality TV expertise to pull from. But I think these days it has all become so postmodern and so like, you know, uh, snake eating its own tail sort of thing of like I understand the types of characters that there are on on these TV shows and in some way whether it's like trying to play the character of a reality TV person or even just uh, subliminally absorbing the types of things that make people be on reality TV or whatever or make people pop um, mm. I feel like we're in an interesting space these days in reality TV TV where like it has been a part of culture for so long that now you can't help but be it, you know? That's right. And I think that Jess very much represents it. What's on her gram? Jess's gram um, is exactly like all the other ones. <laughs> she seems like a strikingly normal person. She does. I'm getting a lot of normality from just about everybody. She's on the back of a quad bike here. Is that what that is? An ATV, perhaps? Here she is at a NFL game. Oh, she's in a oh, Rams game. Oh, my God. That's your team. That's my guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We're big Jess heads. I guess here on we're the pod. all in on Jess now. Our next contestant, Johan. Yo, He is 27. He is a carpenter. He is passionate about martial arts. Hey, did you hear they're rebooting Star Wars? Um, and I don't need to. I don't need to do it like this, but they've they've added some more like, you know what? It's not even a reboot. George Lucas is doing another cut of Star Wars to sort of modernize it a little bit and like (laughs) add a little bit of like 
slang to the you know it's kind of like they're learning the lessons from the Thorpey ad in a way where they're just trying to like make it a little bit more uh you know uh, uh manageable yeah. and and enjoyable for a modern audience and so uh you know when they get to the uh fucking <laughs> it's the longest walk to a joke that sucks uh when they get to the moss Eisley cantina uh trying to get a ship for them to fly out of there or whatever happens in that movie they're like hello mr solo <laughs> can you help us please with our ship problem johan describes himself as active spontaneous honest silly and impetuous he says he's silly he can't he fucking hold a candle silly. to old xrn i tell you he's wearing a pink suit um, watch out that's true you know what that's an uncommon uh attribute for a for a batchy i don't feel like that that pink suit comes out of wardrobe that often no that's true and it's over a sort of like paisley flowery kind of shirt mm, mm. i think that this is um this is a fun choice for johan and it speaks to his silly and impetuous nature or impetuous rather right a word that i'm sure both of us could te- definitely say definitely exactly what, say it what it means yeah, absolutely. yes um he is active and he thinks that he and Brooke might share a sense of adventure. Okay. <laughs> the most generic. They're really trying to sand down all the edges. They're like, we found out the Bachelor of Hearts are going to try and do an episode about these people, and we want to give them absolutely nothing <laughs> to work with. Okay. Now, what can we look at on his uh, gram where the handle at Johan93 tells me that he's probably 27 years old. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, freaking me out that he's younger than me. The one big thing that is jumping out at me is that he is a martial artist mm. uh he has just got his black no sorry he's got his purple belt which i think might match that sort of pinkish blazer pretty nicely actually that's true um should have worn it should have worn it might pull it out at some point he is also involved in something called grappling industries, <laughs> which I don't know what it is, but it sounds Grapple like hooks, fun. Grapple hooks, right? It's got to be like you grapple onto something and then you climb something. Right. He's doing some vigilante crime fighting, I assume. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's very much the adventurous type. He's like ridden his bike up or maybe down a mountain called Death Road in Bolivia. Oh, boy. Uh, he gets out and about with his mates in Mexico. I wonder if he's been to paradise. He is here posing with coconuts in a beautiful film photo. He is a hunk. Let's put it that way. I'm just going to dig really deep because he has not deleted every single thing from his Instagram. And here he is. Oh, my God. Look at this first picture of him. Wow. This is a photo of him from 2011, from over 10 years ago. It's one of those old Instagram photos that has, like, not just the fake like film grain sort of uh, uh, texture on the photo itself, but it also has like a fake negative sort of cutout border frame thing around it. Early adopter, by the way, Instagram only launched at the end, like the very end of 2010. So for him to getting be wow. getting on board by 2011, if I can perhaps raise the specter of something that I have not thought about in an incredibly long time. I mm. think that this photo was generated on the app Hipstamatic. Oh, boy. Do you remember Hipstamatic at all? I don't, but I'm looking at you share your screen and showing me what it is. And yes, I can see this. So Hipstamatic was around before Instagram, and it wasn't a social network. It was just an app that you could get on your you know, you know, iPhone 3G or whatever, like prior to the Instagram app launching, that let you use filters and stuff. And that was like, you know, you could you could make it look like you had taken your photo on an old timey film camera or whatever. Oh. And so I remember when Instagram came out, I was like, why would I need that? I already have hipstamatic. <laughs> I it's giving me no options that hipstamatic doesn't give me. But yeah, Johan, uh, he's a big traveler. He loves martial arts. Do we talk about this? We have talked about okay, it. Great. I think that Johan is going to go Han. Fahan. <laughs> Listen, go Han or go home, you know? <laughs> All right. I feel like you have been waiting for this moment for quite a while. This is Conrad, who is 31 years old. Conrad is another one of the players. Oh, in fact, we didn't even talk about the fact that Jamie Lee and Holly also had uh, little meet this person promos ahead of time. Oh, did they? Yes. Good for them. Conrad was the last one of these. He is 31 years old. He's a carpenter from Victoria. You might have seen him. 
on your TV or on your apps. He's got bleach little tips. Uh, bleached little tips. He's confident, loyal, and a hopeless romantic, and he falls in love easily. His loved-up parents have taught the carpenter the importance of looking after your partner and your family, to be respectful and to be yourself. And he feels like he's in his prime and wants to find what his parents have. Um, what do you have to offer a potential partner? Loyalty, honesty, love, laughs, and a few headaches. So, you know, he's honest. I think Conrad will be, if I were to judge on outfit alone, mm -hmm. the villain of this season. Interesting. He's wearing all black and, uh, you know, black shirt, black pants, and a black fitted sort of satiny looking suit, from what I can tell. He's got a bit of singer from Matchbox 20 about him. A <laughs> bit does. of Rob He's Thomas. He's Rob. He's truly Rob. I do think he is extremely hot. He was the first one to truly, yeah. truly, like, light a fire under me. Interestingly, he has nine posts on his Instagram page. Okay. Um, which makes me think that either this is a brand new Instagram page that he has just cooked up. So what can we learn from these nine photos? I don't know. He's on a motorbike in a couple of them. Um, he has posted one which just says, don't worry, nobody is perfect. Ooh, what's he said here? Words are powerful. I want to say thank you to everybody that has reached out to me, sending a message when I have posted about my training. Your compliments and words of encouragement are powerful. He has posted a slideshow of lyrics from the Warumpi band song Black Fella, White Fella. Um, which is one of the nine things remaining on his post as he goes into this season. I think that's good, I guess. Yeah, look, I think that um, I, I'm interested to see what happens here with Conrad. We can see that someone has tagged him in a picture of a delicious-looking double cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. Moving right along, we now meet Kurt. Kurt is a sports mentor. <laughs> I love that. He appears to be, and this might interest you, because your dad, of course, invented swimming. He mm. appears to be a swimming teacher. Oh. He is a part of the swim squad. Oh. And okay, good for Kurt. If this is the same Kurt Herzog, and it kind of looks like it. Yeah, it is. He was in the 2015 Australian swim team, member of the four times 200, you should just say eight, 800, you can resolve that in your own, freestyle relay team. <laughs> Third place 2015 no. FINA World Championships in Kazan, Russia. I don't know what any of this is. He's a real pulley swimmies. He certainly has a torso. My word. I think, honestly, that is the greatest picture I've ever seen. A freeze frame of this video that we're watching about him, where it just says, Kurt Herzog, Australian dolphin. Because we, we had a dolphin on The we Bachelorette last year. We had a dolphin year. on The Bachelorette. And then he got busted for possession? That's right. <laughs> so they've decided to go back to the well, as it were, <laughs> uh, and try and find another wet boy to steal our hearts. And steal our hearts he has. Kurt is described as adventurous and impulsive. He likes to use his skills to help those less fortunate. He enjoys getting outdoors, surfing, hiking, camping, and riding motorbikes. They have asked him, have you been in love before? And he says, yes, I have been in love twice before. Yeah, right. They have asked him, what is one trait that might make Brooke run the other way? And he said, I've never really had a long-term partner. Brooke may see that as a red flag. Kurt strikes me as someone who is direct. Mm. Kurt is available for birthday party appearances. He will attend an event. He will deliver a speech. He will guest speak. He will record a video message. Would Kurt like to come on the pod? <laughs> this is great. Do you know what I love about Kurt's direct answers is that then when he is asked to describe himself in five words, he says, adventurous, smile, inquisitive, <laughs> shy, and random. <laughs> he has run out after four, and so he has hit shuffle. <laughs> uh, he's got a very sweet dog. Oh, the dog looks very good. He's got a lovely dog. Although I can't mention any more dogs because they might have died. Can't say. Yeah. yeah. Look, Curtis seems well-traveled. He uh, is someone who also is looks super athletic and good-looking. Good <laughs> Tell me about it. Holy shit. After Kurt, of course, we've got Matt. Matt is 31 years old. He's from Queensland, and he is a metal fabricator. Matt, there is no need to fabricate metal. We 
already have some. It exists already. <laughs> positive, friendly, and hardworking. Those are all three pretty positive. They're three positives. That's true. So Matt wins. <laughs> Matt is always looking to challenge himself. The 31-year-old loves meeting new people and new metal. Uh, and he loves listening to new metal. <laughs> I'm just making them up. Uh, he's looking for a laid-back girl to do life with. Growing up with two sisters has shown him how to treat a woman with love and respect, but still have a cheeky side. You would never know how to have a cheeky side if you didn't grow up with two women. Uh, describing himself in five words, he says, happy, carefree, understanding, fun, and compassionate. All very positive. His dream date is a picnic with a cheese platter, wine, music, and a sunset. And apart from the music, I reckon he might find most of those things on The Bachelor. <laughs> uh, that is, boy, oh boy, a brief bio. Really not it much to go on there. incredibly brief bio, but I feel like I'm getting good vibes from Matt. And I think that Matt might be someone who I want to get behind as the season goes on as, as a potential winner candidate. Interesting. I feel like Matt is less comfortable in this photo than most of the other um, people we've seen, in at least just in the night one photos that they've put on the website. Yeah. Um, Makes me feel like he's normal. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he feels like he is, uh, he's been asked to keep smiling a little bit longer than he thought he would have to. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And he's got his hands sort of tucked in front of him in a way that doesn't feel like 100% like comfortable. Um, but you're right. I like that. Like, that's not a bad sign, you know? And also looking at his Instagram page, he seems like a he seems like a cozy guy. He seems comfy. Hmm. There's one that shows an incredibly ripped human body that I believe is his. Wow, he's um, got a huge full back piece with a, a yin yang on it. Is that right? Yeah, just a bunch of uh, text and language that I don't read. Oh yeah. Oh, let's look at this. He's got a picture comparing his dog to the Lorax. <laughs> this is cute. <laughs> I like it. He knows how to have fun on the gram, you know. Pictures of him fishing, picture of him with a boxer, MMA person, maybe, who knows? I don't know about this guy. I like this guy. I think that we're going to think that he's quite normal, and I think we're going to find something relatable about him. He looks very straight to me. He reads as I a very so. straight guy, which yes. you're allowed to be on this season, but still, uh, you're in my bad books. <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to reserve my judgment on, on Matt. It's very hard to tell what's going on there. It's time to meet someone who I think, oh, I think is my pick. Oh yeah. Okay. Talk to me. About Her name is Ritu. Mm -hmm. She's a filmmaker from Victoria and she is looking for someone to build a life with. She's 25 years old and she says she's still single because maybe she's been investing in the wrong person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she thinks brooke and she are very similar people of color queer women both based in melbourne and passionate about mental health and trauma recovery she has studied law so that she can support women who have experienced abuse oh shit ritu fucking rules i think ritu might be fucking great yeah ritu might be like my hero how often is it that someone like genuinely fucking rules Coming into mm. this show, you know? She seems like she's excellent. Let's see what's going on on her gram. Let's do it. A lot of kind of cute selfies. Not too staged, not too, like, uh, workshopped necessarily. Yeah. Um, she gives off, like, a normal person vibe. She has a screenshot from uh, Before Sunrise, a wonderful movie uh, from 1995. Um, the quote being, if there's any kind of magic in this world, it must be in the attempt of understanding someone or sharing something. It's a beautiful love story. Max, if you've never seen that, I reckon you should. Don't know in. what that's about. Um, it's uh, about two people meeting and uh, really liking each other, basically. And she seems to like the Powerpuff Girls. Love that. Love that. Sugar and spice, she says. And it's a picture of Buttercup and Bubbles. Uh, Powerpuff Girls, one of my favorite uh, things in the world. Theme song, too. Oh, the theme song's incredible. The whole soundtrack real rules. Uh, yeah, I think I think Rita rules. I can't fault her at all. Uh, this is a great Instagram profile from a stranger. As I scroll further down, I feel weirder about looking at it. <laughs> I think Rita seems really normal. I'm excited to get to know more about her. Yeah, for sure. Moving on from Rita, we have Ryan. Ryan is just your average 29-year-old plumber 
from New South Wales. I feel like maybe this guy has been to my house. Uh, <laughs> confident gym-loving Ryan enjoys watching sport and keeping in shape. After a knee reconstruction saw him sidelined during AFL. Having experienced heartbreak in the past, the 29-year-old is open to traveling across the other side of the world to find the love of his life. Uh, he is, of course, traveling from New South Wales to a different part of New South Wales uh, to potentially meet somebody from the other side of Australia. Oh, look, WA and New South Wales, very far apart. Describing himself in five words, he says he's charismatic, caring, passionate, open-minded, and fun. He says physical touch is his love language. He is... Uh, he. he in order to off things <laughs> sorry <laughs> he values a high eq yeah this is what i was building to <laughs> the things he can offer a potential partner are uh yeah support honesty family values and a high eq <laughs> he only values frequencies above eight thousand hertz <laughs> That's right. Hey, why don't we, for a little taste of what a high EQ might sound like, let's just give the next sentence we say, let's EQ it really high. I'm okay? going to EQ it the fuck out of it. Okay. Hi, it's me, Ryan. Nice to meet you. I'm a plumber. <laughs> Ryan's dream date is to skydive oh, in the day that. and dinner and, drink, dinner and drinks on a yacht at sunset. I feel like he is just like, if I say this, they will cost me. They will definitely cost you, Ryan, and you will do both of those things. Here's the thing. I don't know if this season has the budget for skydiving. Because mm. uh, like, just looking at how things have gone, you know, the last little while. Hey, here's something I want to flag and I haven't mentioned on the podcast because we haven't recorded a fresh episode in a while. In uh, like a day from when this episode comes out, we're going to find out if there is going to be Bachelor or Bachelorette next year. Yeah. yeah Channel 10 have this. their annual upfronts, which is their big sort of, uh, what would you call it? Uh, keynote address or whatever where they announce the new slate of programming for the year to come um, yeah it was this time last year that we learned that this season uh there would still be bachelor and bachelorette this year um and all of this stuff sort of hangs in the balance i'm curious about that because a lot of the conversation around this season of bachelorette that's about to start has been like will this be the thing that saves the franchise you know mm. there's a lot of hopes being hung on it in terms of like Sure, maybe people weren't watching Jimmy's season, but, like, who knows Jimmy? Whereas Brooke, like, this is a game changer. But the fact that they're announcing this stuff before Brooke's season starts and before they have any feedback or ratings or anything to go off, uh, I wonder what, what will become of that. Me too. I think that these aren't the kind of television... I, look, I would hazard a guess is to say that we'll probably be having both next year but um look famous last words uh ryan's last words uh in his bio are i am very accepting and understanding hmm. well i hope that he understands why we had to make fun of him for saying the high eq <laughs> let's look at ryan's instagram okay so what can we learn here one thing i noticed straight off the bat is that he is a horse racing fan Lee. Uh, which is a real turnoff. My eye gravitated oh, seeing a few straight different, towards that. Yep. Uh, here he is at the, the Royal Randwick. Uh, he's also a golf guy. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt on the golf thing, but the horse racing thing is a problem for me, unfortunately. And there's actually not really that much more to go off. He's got, he's got a dog. He does have a dog. He's in lots of pictures. Yes. Um, Seems to be in pictures with uh, other people. Yeah, people um, are not ashamed boy. to be seen with him. Yeah, who's this small boy who's in some pictures with him? It's his godson. Oh. The godson is wearing a minion shirt with an arrow pointing to one side that says he did it, and it is pointing towards Ryan. So he, he certainly did it. Whatever it is. <laughs> All right, now we have come to the person that I was most excited to speak about. Me. Too. I think this is my favorite guy. Yeah, this is a really interesting dude. His name is Steve. He's 29 years old. He is a podiatrist from New South Wales. And he comes off great in his bio, in my opinion. He's got a really cheeky, fun little smile. He's wearing sort of like this earth-toned, sort of almost golden metallic kind it's like of... cocky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a jacket and a bow tie. It's very kind of classic. Um, and he's a hardworking and intelligent goofball. He believes in being a good person and putting positivity into the ethos. The business owner likes to keep active. Into the what? Sorry, <laughs> I actually don't. I, I don't fully know what he means by that. I like, don't know. I think he means his ether. ethos. Oh, into the ether. That does make. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
Um, he likes to keep active by playing rugby, riding motorcycles, swimming, and running. His ideal date is anything active, followed by a nice dinner. Guarantee that will happen. Uh, he is... Uh, his dream date would be any activity, rock climbing, motorbike ride, hike, arcade, go go karting or mini golf, followed by a picnic at a beach. I wonder if um pre- wait. Hold on. Hmm? Steve's ideal date is anything active followed by a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. Steve's dream date would be any activity, <laughs> rock climbing, motorbike ride, hike, arcade, go karting or mini golf, followed by a picnic at the beach. Make up your mind. I'm sensing a contradiction in terms, Steve. That's a good point. I do feel like these come from two separate like interviews or conversations. Mm. And in my opinion, just based on the ones that we've heard so far, the describe your dream day is a question that is in almost every single one of these. And I feel like they have pulled that information from a an earlier conversation where they're like, pitch us a single date that we can actually do. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like rather than actually describing what their actual dream date might be, which I don't know necessarily what it would be. What they have done have have said, like, here are the types of things that you can do. Or you've right. seen the show. Tell us, you know, what types of dates have you enjoyed watching on the show before or whatever, you know? Right, right. So why do you like Steve? So the main reason that I like Steve, apart from the way that he just has a cheerful sort of energy, he's radiating oh. sort of a quiet confidence or something here. Is it because he's a podiatrist? Foot guy. <laughs> Foot guy, yeah, absolutely. That's what I was looking for from all of the other ones, and I didn't find it. No, the reason that I like Steve is take a look at Steve's Instagram page. One Steve post. Steve has one post. Fuck, I love Steve. And it is Steve being announced to be in The Bachelorette. This is so good. So I what Steve, Steve is, is pure distilled here for the right reasons. You cannot dispute that this man is here looking to find love. There is nothing else happening in his entire world. We love Steve. Steve rules. If Steve goes home night one, I will be so upset. <laughs> I feel like it could happen maybe. he um, I, I, We could sidebar here briefly and just say that I had a brief look at the uh, sports bet uh betting odds which have come up mm. uh today as well steve is squarely at the bottom oh. uh 21 to 1 odds so steve I don't, there's not a lot of confidence with steve um but i am backing him putting my full support behind him and we will just see where that takes us the final contestant for this year's season of the bachelorette is taj t-a-j-e it's spelled do you reckon it's taj i have been back and forth in my head about this it could be like mm. tahe it could be taye it could be Tej. it could be taj um i want to find out before we do another podcast about it and thankfully i think i will she follows her gut when making decisions and her culture is a big part of her life she's passionate about working with her community she's a youth worker looking for a partner whose lives together would be filled with love passion and support Tosh seems pretty cool. She says that she knows who she is and what she stands for, and that's why she thinks that she would make a great partner for Brooke. And she says that her dream date is going for a bushwalk, having a picnic, then going for a swim after. Gorgeous. How fucking normal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like the dream date question is just a complete write-off for all of them, you know, because it's just the normalest shit, you know? It's great, though. Like, this this is none of this extravagant... I want to go on a fucking jet ski and rip skids in a river, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and while you are dangling off the back of the boat. Right, right, right. Taj, I'm so nervous about saying her name, uh, is incredibly gorgeous. She has a great Instagram feed. Um, the other thing I, I notice uh, is that she also, I think, is an Indigenous woman. Uh, and she mentions in her bio um, she's asked, what is one trait that might make Brooke run the other way? She says, if we were related through mob, which we are not, I checked. And I kind of oh, love great. that. Yeah. Um, so Taj is great. Yeah, seems like another First Nations woman, mm-hmm. youth worker. She, yeah, seems seems excellent. I'm excited to see what Taj brings to the show. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, it definitely feels like she and Brooke will have a lot in common um even just both being youth workers i feel like that is a that is a niche you know yeah for sure um and i will say 
as a rule, it seems like they have cast a bunch of women who fall within Brooke's sphere of interests. Mm, mm. You know, like they seem to have really cast these these women who are like, um, I'm here to work with kids or help the disadvantaged in some way yeah. and try to make a difference in this world. And I think that's really beautiful. And that fills me with so much hope for this season. Like you have no too. idea. By contrast, I was going to say, they seem to have cast men whose characteristics seem to be a bit more of the um, going outside variety. Right. And I wonder if they're appealing to what they may perceive as being Brooke's type or whatever. It's yeah, just in the true, sense true. that, um, you know, she previously dated Honey Badger. They probably are aware of that. People yeah. make this show. Yeah. Fuck, you forget that, don't you? Yeah. I don't know a huge mm. amount about the people that she's dated outside of this show. Because it's no, not no, strictly my business. But um, yeah, I wonder if she has like a physical type when it comes to men. Um, yeah. Or I mean, who like knows? That. Yeah, it's Big truly hunks, speculation. It seems because they've put a, a lot of them on the show this season. Right. I really, yeah. I look. I'm. I feel optimistic about about what's happening here, and definitely, you know, it looks like there are some some empathetic men among them as well. So I think that this, um, at least on a you know the level that I would like to see this show get us invested in a big love story. Yeah, absolutely. And several love stories at once. Yeah. That's the shit that I want, and I feel like this this cast is capable of it from a bird's eye view. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just looking at these profiles and the fact that we don't have too much to like really be concerned about and stuff. Uh, mm. All I can really say is that like I think the hype for this season is not unfounded. I think we're gonna see some good shit. Hype justified. Yeah, I did want to briefly touch on the Instagram positions of all of the the players in this game. For uh, sure. This time around, because I took a look um, at the exact moment that I woke up this morning, <laughs> noticed that uh, the the cast had been announced. And so I did a quick screenshot of all of their Instagram followers at 8.15 a.m. And then I also did another one just before we started recording this episode. It's like 6.15 p.m. now on the day. Right, of right. Um, so there's been a little bit of movement and we already have some people kind of pulling ahead, which is kind of interesting. There is one person on this list who has more than 5,000 followers, and that is Bo, the photographer, which kind of informed the things that I was saying at the very start of this episode about Bo in the sense that, like, he's a photographer. He's there to be an Instagram boyfriend. He's I got a like, beautiful gram. Yeah. Right. Even though, honestly, 6,000 followers is not a huge, huge number in the grand scheme of yeah. things. Um, he feels like he is the most open out of anybody to, uh, to that kind of uh, storyline. Um, the, mm -hmm. the only other person with uh, even slightly near that number of followers is Jamie Lee, who was already on The Bachelor. But we're also seeing the rapid growth of a few of these Instagram pages over the course of the day. This is over the last like eight hours. Uh, some people are gaining like 25 followers, like Conrad, for some reason, despite mm -hmm. having already been on the TV and being one of the more recognizable faces of this season. He only gained 25 followers over the course of the day. Whereas you look at somebody like Taj, um, Tajay, but she has gained 186 followers today, like massively outstripping uh, the competition there. But yeah, anyway, I mean, it's just good to get a snapshot of where things are now because I think they will rapidly change. Um, and I'm also just curious, looking at the Instagram movements um, in the sense that I don't think they moved as much as people maybe thought they would on The Bachelor this year. Mm. And I wonder if it is as much of a sure bet as it has been in the past to go on this show and end up getting tons of Instagram followers. Xavier, let's do this now. Who's your winner pick? So we've got a group of eight men and eight women, as far as mm -hmm. I can tell. Uh, we don't necessarily have everybody's um, fully like declared pronouns or whatever, but it seems that we have been kind of given a half and half. Mm -hmm. And so I wonder if it might be worth choosing a male number one and a female number one. Yeah, absolutely. I would be uh, I'd be honored to do that. Sure. Okay. So for me, I feel like my male number one is David, the ride-on mower, sparkly, tuxedo, handsome, chappy, whomst. Uh, <laughs> what else? Let me get him. Let me get him. He seems very nice. He's he got just the sparkly, seems, glittery tux. He seems nice. He looks like a bottle of champagne. On night one, you know, uh, mm. he likes uh, Italian food and nice bottle of wine. And, you know, he's like, oh, everything's going to be great unless she sees me on a surfboard. Blah. Um, 
I almost feel like the stuff about him being a bull in a china shop or whatever is placed in there to throw you off the scent a little bit. Mm. I am getting I'm getting a good vibe from David, and I can't even necessarily pin it down. But yeah, David David is my front runner for the fellas. And I would say Carissa has a pretty strong shot. Okay. It's funny that we've been doing this show for so fucking long. And still, when it comes down to this stuff, I'm like, I just have kind of a gut feeling and I can't quite reason it. Yep. So here's mine. I'm with you on David being the male presenting pick. Mm -hmm. If we are to look at the female presenting candidates, I think that Brooke is going to choose Taj. Interesting. Taj is the actual winner. Well, I don't know. Mm. I think I'm going to say between David and Taj, yeah, look, let's go with it. That's who I'd be backing in. If it came down to David and Taj, that's who I'd be choosing. I heard you talking about Ritu earlier. I think Ritu is someone that might go a long way in this competition. I think that when I had met Ritu, I had not met Taj. And if I'm to put this through the prism of, of Brooke, I think Taj is the winner. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm fucking so excited, Max. I'm really looking forward to it. Can you believe that this season of The Bachelor premieres Bachelorette. Wednesday night, 7.30, Channel 10, Bachelorette. <laughs> That's what it's called. I can't believe it. <laughs> I've been waiting so long. We'll be posting all about it, not just in the Bachelor of Hearts Osh posting group on Facebook, but we will be live tweeting on our social media at BOHpod. And of course, you can always find pictures of things on Instagram. We recommend it. <laughs> Don't just go to Hipstagram. What was it? Hipstamatic. Uh, you will find them all there at BOHpod as well. You can find my dearest friend, Max Quinn, at Max Quinn. And you can find me at Xavier RN. Listeners, until later in the week. Until fucking really soon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, listeners, until we speak to you next, we love you. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.